You kids think you're cool with your Thacko and safety throws. Well, I'm here to tell you something. Life doesn't allow you safety throws. No matter how many plus ones you have, it won't protect you when you get in over your head. Pretend armor won't protect you from the real world. Whatever class you think you have, you don't. Whatever race it is you think you're choosing, you're losing. Oh, I know. You are absolutely certain that you're different, that you can handle it. But I'm warning you that everyone thinks that. You may think you have a handle on things. You may think you know it all. But trust me, punk, you don't. No matter how much you think you know, no matter how much you think your brain is immersed in whatever you've concocted, that there's always another source book just over the horizon. There's always another expansion that you can't wrap your head around. There's always another page of errata that you haven't been able to get your hands on. You don't know squat. Believe me, I've seen it all. There are thousands of you out there who think they know what's going on without realizing what's really right in front of you. That handsome knight you think you met is a pimply kid who hasn't had a date in four years. That princess you rescued is a 300-pound man with a beard who works in a warehouse. It's not real. None of it is real. And where do you think it's all going to lead, huh? Even if you don't rain hell down upon you, your friends, your family, when has imagination ever done any good for anybody? Go ahead. I dare you. Name just one person who has succeeded in life by using his or her imagination. I wasn't always like this, you know? I used to be a good kid. I spent a lot of time in the gym. I was captain of the basketball team. We were going to state, but that didn't pan out. One day after practice, one of the guys on the team brought in some books and some dice. I wasn't interested in that poindexter crap, but a few of the guys started messing around with it. And they got a few more in on it. When the guys started missing practice, I put my foot down. It didn't make any difference. When things went south, it got bad. Real bad. Dead bodies bad. Maybe I could have done something different. Saved them? Who knows? It was all self-defense, but that many bodies aren't the sort of thing a small town forgets. My folks knew I couldn't stick around, so they sent me out west. Some of the extended family were real militia types. Doomsday preppers. They taught me how to hunt, how to shoot, how to keep from being backed into a corner. They really helped me make something out of my life. I never would have made it through boot camp if it weren't for them. Never been recruited by the agency, either. So the whole world is going to shit. The tabletoppers may be the new apocalypse, but I'm going to turn the tide. I'm going to save the world. And I owe it all to my auntie and uncle in Bel Air. and welcome to Tabletop Radio Hour, your podcast for everything tabletop. My name's Zach, and this week uh, is another very special actual play week. Uh, like always, I have my co-hosts. I have Mark and Steve. Mark, how are you doing today? Once again, I am living the dream, but with the, hol- <laughs> with the Halloween theme, this time it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to guess Steve is also living Mark's nightmare. <laughs> No, no. Although with all the Halloween candy floating around, I'm I'm doing great, but I'm I'm super heavily sugar hide. So nice, right? Yeah. we're all gonna have diabetes after this. That's the plan. <laughs> yeah, the insulin manufacturers cooked up Halloween on purpose. <laughs> Definitely. And again, we have a very special guest co-host. We have 
Brendan Carrion from Full Metal RPG. Brendan, how are you today? Doing great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Not not quite as hopped up on the on the sugar. I'm trying to avoid <laughs> that sugar, but it's it's hard, man. We're in that holiday season. I'm gonna be regretting it here pretty quick when I go to the gym. Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. true. Luckily, I don't go to the gym, so I don't have that problem. <laughs> problem solved. Man, that, that, is a, that is a good workaround right there. I've been thinking about starting. Do they have chocolate there? <laughs> they have that, that protein powder stuff. Yeah, I no, think. not the same. Oh, that is definitely not the same. <laughs> oh. Um, but I think we're going to get right into it. Give us a little bit of a recap from last time. Uh, it looks like the agents met up and were tasked with going and finding some information about this new comic book store in Golden Valley, Minnesota, of all places. <laughs> they found themselves at the Bayview Mall again. Who would have known? And they, they've been doing a little bit of recon there uh, after getting a... Greasy cheeseburger, some french fries, and a Coca-Cola. <laughs> Brendan's character, Troy, uh, went down to the arcade that's there at the mall and did a little bit of recon himself. He met with a kid named Steve from the local high school. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I embodied Steve as an NPC. <laughs> Because that's where you'd find me in 1983, is hanging out in an arcade. Yeah, 1983 Steve was was in an arcade playing <laughs> Hubert all yeah. the time. Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer came out that year, so. Mm. Oh yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, he got a little bit more information, and, and he might be meeting up with Steve and his friends a little bit later after picking up some Miller. That's right. <laughs> that, was, that was Mark's favorite part of the episode last week. <laughs> Steve's character, uh, Agent Roland, mm-hmm. went into the comic book store with his Batman tie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Deep undercover. Deep undercover, yes. And he went and talked with the manager who was named Clark. Steve tried to get his hands on a copy of Call of Cthulhu early because apparently tomorrow is the, the release date for that. And uh, and unfortunately, Steve was unable to get his hands on that. Of all the places that have the integrity to not break street date, why does it have to be the comic book store? <laughs> because it's Golden Valley, Minnesota. <laughs> Last time, we did not have time to get to Mark's side of the story. So, okay. camera zooms through a pair of double doors and back through one of the service hallways in between the mall and behind the stores of the mall. And uh, and we see him walking towards the the shipping bay. Okay. Um, yes, I I should have uh, you know all the plans, so I should know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also do have make sure I wrote it down. Yes, I have lockpick and the electronic tools, so I should have no problem uh, uh, breaking in and getting where I need to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Good. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and get into the uh, the storage room of the uh, comic book store and see uh, see what I can find there. Awesome, yeah. So you take a couple minutes and and make your way through the hallways back behind the stores, and uh, and each store has their own 
kind of back room, uh-huh. you know, a doorway leading into essentially their storage area. Sometimes they use it as a break room. Sometimes, um, you know, they just throw things in here and get them when they need them. But, um, but yeah, you, uh, you work on that lock and you, after about a minute or so you get it open and, uh, and it's, it's just completely dark in here. Okay. I'm trying to prop, prop the door open. Hopefully I get a little light from the doorway and, uh, try and just get in and see, uh, see if I can see boxes or deliveries that haven't been opened yet. Um, that okay. look like they're being, you know, prepared for storage. Um, I'm assuming the stuff that's out, that's stored in the, on the shelves and ha- has been there a while. So looking for something that looks new. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the, the store's only been open for about, uh, four or five months by now. Okay. Um, so everything's kind of, everything's got that new car smell, so to speak. <laughs> so you look around, you know, a lot of stuff does look like it's been sitting there for a little bit. Um, but after looking for a few minutes, you see there's a, a big uh, pallet in the middle of the floor. And uh, it's just stacked with boxes. Okay. Uh, checking for uh, uh, like return addresses, a ter- return address or something uh, identifiable. Yeah, you get a sender of Chaosium. Aha. Okay. And we were given that name. During the briefing, if I remember right, weren't we? Yes. Okay. So, yes, yep. you were. So, we got the stuff. But nothing has been opened? A few a few of the boxes on one side have been opened just to kind of make sure this was what they were looking for or, um, you know, books seem to be intact. You know, stuff like that. Just, just basic, you know. It looks like they just got the shipment maybe the day before. Okay, but have the does it look like any books have, or any of the uh, contents have been removed? Uh, no. Okay, so the boxes are full, just open. Okay. They they seem to be at least yeah. Okay. So. All right. Okay, and then they're on a pallet. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there any kind of um, uh, like forklift or anything in here for for moving pallets, or is this something? You know, any indication of how this was loaded in? Um, you take a look, and outside the door, not too far away, uh, there's one of those handheld kind of pallet lifters. Okay. Yep. Good. Um, a pallet jack? The, the, yeah, pallet yeah. jack. There we go. Gotcha. Okay. I forgot the technical term. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. I think I'm going to go out and... Uh, what time of day is it? Still early afternoon, isn't it? Um, yeah, still early afternoon. Okay, it's, you've been you've been here maybe half an hour, forty five minutes or so. Okay, got it. Uh, I am going to uh, go back out and loop around and uh, um, hook up with uh, with the others. Okay, uh, did you want to get the the pallet and take it with you, or, or um, um, leave it where it is? Not yet. I want to get the others first. Then I, okay, definitely. Yeah, that I'm thinking we can yeah. look back the van up so and you, load uh, it up. Oh yeah, so you um, you head back out of the storage room and close the door back again. Yeah, leaving it unlocked. Of course, you you leave the pallet jack out um, fairly close, so yep. uh, so you can find it. 
and then you head back through those service hallways and uh, and out into the mall proper. Okay. Um, maybe about fifteen minutes goes by, and you see um, you see Roland come around the corner from the uh, from the comic book store. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll flag him down. Okay. I kind of give him a little chins up and head his way. Okay. I'd say, uh, so, what'd you find? I got the merchandise. I'm gonna back the van up and, uh, and load it aboard. Can you give me a hand? Easy peasy. Sounds good. Okay, um, I'll load it up if you want to drive. Back it up. We'll, uh, get it out of here. Okay. Oh, uh, um, hear anything yeah. from Troy? By this Open point, I will be, like, doubling back to the comic book store to liaise with my fellow agents. Yeah, yeah. And and as Roland says, you heard from Troy. Troy comes walking around the corner. I say, glad you make it back. And I uh, take out five bucks and I hand it to to Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys make bets off off podcast? <laughs> it no. seemed like something my guy would do. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah. definitely, um, as you empty your pockets, so to speak, yeah, you guys um, seem to have a, a pretty set plan. Uh, where do you want to go okay. from here? Um, yeah, I'll tell uh, I'll tell Roland where the pa- uh, pallet jack is and and where the the pallet of merchandise is, and then I'll go get ready to back the van up. Okay. Um, and uh, let you two go in and, and uh, start uh, start getting the stuff ready to load. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I will let you guys know that pretty much the only exit from the service hallways would be through the mall itself or <laughs> all the way back at the other end of the mall through the shipping bay. So he can, so he can drive around to the shipping bay. We'll like we'll take this through there. We'll take a, the the pallet full of uh, books on the jack through the shipping bay, and he'll pick us up there. Uh, sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the plan. Okay. Um, awesome. So okay, hey, say that again. We're gonna. So um, you guys are going to head into the storage area of this store. So I, me and Roland are going into the storage mm-hmm. area. Yeah. And then and Garrett and then... is getting the car and driving it around. Yep. Right. Okay. And we're stealing a pallet of books. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> do we, do we need the pallet of Jack? Like we can't just pick it up and move it. Right. Well, if it's on a pallet and it's in the, you said that the pallet's covered, right? With, with these uh, boxes. It's... I mean, yeah. This, or, or was this he just bo- using these? Are, are are these are these like wrapped in there with the cellophane, or are, is he just using the pallet to stack them up? Um, it looks like these boxes came in, you know, wrapped with cellophane and and all that, but the cellophane's gone. It just looks like there's thirty boxes. Oh my god! Oh, so that, that's incredibly okay. that's incredibly heavy. Incredibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, so we're it's, uh, we're gonna need the the jack for this one. Yeah. Okay. I would I would definitely say as much. Sounds good. Also, I don't think anyone's ever sold thirty boxes of Chaosium ever. So, well, what that what that just really shows is that there this is a hub of a much larger network. 
That we're, is true. We're, it's true. We're we're sitting on the nerve center of the hive here. So on some level, the the hairs on the back of our neck should go up when we see this amount of blasphemous tomes mm-hmm. in one place. The That's regional distributor for the great old ones is right here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. let's start, uh, I start, I start, uh, well, Troy and I, I guess we'll start loading stuff on that, on the, um, uh, the Jack. Is there any place where Troy needs to, or would be helpful if we had someone stand lookout, like an area where we couldn't necessarily see while we're loading up this thing and dragging it out of here or can he help um, with the loading? He could help with the loading. Like if you close the door behind you, okay. Uh, loading, loading is going to be pretty easy. The way these pallet jacks work. It's it's essentially a, a small forklift that you know is jack powered, mm-hmm. and you lift the entire pallet up, and you can move the pallet. Okay. So. So yeah, um, it would be pretty easy. You could get in there. But we've got plenty of visibility. We're not gonna like somebody's not gonna open a door and boom, there's a dude there, right? Unless they come in from the main the main um store good point i very carefully uh put a chair or something up to the door i don't know if it locks from this side um but i if it doesn't i'm gonna go ahead and try to bar the door in some way before we start uh wedge like shove a wedge under the uh yeah yeah definitely okay yeah yeah. good deal you either find a a wooden door stop or a uh a chair from from one of the desks and you uh you just uh Keep anybody out that was going to come in if they were. Because there was only one dude, right? There was only one dude making the counter. Yeah. Yes. Clark, so. Clark Although, was the only employee. I, I, I do mention to the team that Clark is definitely uh, under the influence of something. Doubtlessly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you... Um, okay. You get the, the pallet loaded and out of the double doors of these... Um, this this storage area. Okay. Uh, you you guys are headed to the opposite side of the mall, and uh, and you're headed to the shipping bay. Okay. Now, as soon as I back up the uh, the van, I'm gonna open the doors, and I will get out and and watch for their arrival. So, I will be awesome. Definitely. In the in the loading uh, dock. Yeah. So as you guys are walking, um. You start hearing footsteps coming from one of the side hallways of this service hall. Okay. Um, um, the, in in this in these hallways, they're concrete floors, so anything, I mean, any you'll hear anything, um, as far as you know, foot footsteps go. Okay. I um I kind of like kind of whistle to Troy and I do the little uh, the, the hand signals, you know, eyes there, move, hand signal chopping motion for him to go cover the door. You know, clearly this means nothing to him, but that's just my instinct. <laughs> He's like, I'm just it's like making baseball signs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Finger on the ear, wipe down the sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play baseball at one time, guys. It's okay. I've nice. never played Call of Duty before either. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um, yeah. So you signal to Troy. Troy kind of gives you a look, like 
what are you doing? You know, and you might you might even say that. You might even go, what are, what are you doing? Yeah, like kind of like, like squint my eyes and shrug. Like what? Uh? <laughs> okay, I sigh. I go over to the uh, the uh, the crosswalk. Um, I hand Troy the handle on the jack so he can keep moving the thing, and I, mm-hmm. I peek around the corner and see who's coming. As you peek around the corner, you see um, just a guy, maybe an employee here. Okay, no problem. Um, you can't see too many features. He's towards the end of the hallway. Okay, keep it moving um, then. We're just yeah. doing our job. But as as you keep moving, uh, as you turn to walk away, you catch a flash of green hmm. as you keep walking. Okay, is he in front of us or behind us, or he's still? Is he coming from the side corridor? Side corridor. He he would be coming perpendicular to well, you now. When okay, you say so he's a flash not actually of green. What does that mean? I'm sure it's nothing. <laughs> I say, I'm not telling you right. Yeah, now. I say. Well, I, I, since I look around the corner, I said, "No, we're cool. Just a little bit of green. Let's go." <laughs> um, by flash of green, I mean. Um, almost like, um, almost like a flashlight, almost like, a an illumination of green. Okay. So not like green scaly like, skin, just sort of creepy, like nebulous green, green light. Kind of, uh, but it seems isolated. It seems stuck to a position. We're in the eighties. Neon Coming. green was everywhere. Let's Do see. I see this? <laughs> Um, you catch a glimpse of it <laughs> as you, as you walk. And what, and what does it, what do I, uh, uh, discern from this? Does this, does this ring any bells? Yeah. From, from your knowledge and your previous influences, I will say, um, you remember something similar with both yourself and tabletoppers you've been around that those under the influence you the the eyes would glow red almost like um i mean almost like a bright red almost pink okay um so this seems similar to that but it it's it's a completely different color entirely and this so you is keep it, walking okay, okay. <laughs> and, and this, yeah. this is coming from the eyes of the guy who is in the hallway Yes, and coming when, perpendicular, perpendicular to, to us. Yeah. And now, have I seen the guy in the hallway yet? Yeah, you you looked over um, there, didn't you? From, yeah, because I'm, I'm pushing I'm yeah. pushing the the pallet, and um, and so I walked past this guy, kind of. Now, what what's he dressed like? I mean, you guys are kind of moving pretty quickly, so you don't get too many too many details, just because distance away from you and and the fact that you're just kind of moving by kind of all you got was that was that flash of green mm, all right before you started moving again i i say under my breath i say shit we're made well go faster then step up the pace a little bit i'm not gonna break into a sprint but let's see if we can't make up some time here and get this thing to yeah. the, uh, the truck well I, I i i actually i actually say to you i actually say to you um no 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 that looks suspicious. Just keep walking normal. Yep, you're the expert. I, I, I actually will slow down a little bit. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you slow down to to a kind of a more calm pace. Because if this but, if this um, pallet has, you said there were 30 boxes of it, right? 
mm-hmm. then there were, and if you if you imagine that a box of books is about forty pounds, right? Because these are like these are hard covers, maybe they're mm-hmm. they're pulpy, they're they're we're, we're pushing like twelve hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So this is like this is this is not like a light pallet. This is not by no means like mind bogglingly heavy, but it's 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 not light either. So um, right. like uh, what as as I'm pushing it, I just take on the um uh appearance of just sort of somebody who's doing drudge work. Like I'll kind of like like let my my eyelids hang kind of heavy, and I'll kind of maybe slack my jaw a little bit. And rather than like sprinting, I'll kind of trudge. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just here. I am just a guy pushing a pallet. You know? Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. I like that. And and the the physical ability to move this quickly is is more difficult. You know, like mm. it would it would probably take both of you to yeah. kind of get behind and pu- push if you were gonna. The, these things are uh, go faster. Yeah, they're not. They're not sports cars. They don't, they, don't, no. they don't. They don't turn on a dime. Let me tell you, not by any means. Well, and, and and most of the time they turn when you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and um, if the boxes aren't secured, you got to keep them from tipping o- over. Yeah, too. If you go too fast. Yeah, and but, but with with the amount of weight in each box, it's kind of it kind of helps that. True. Um, mm-hmm. It's yeah. not like they're featherweights, and they'll they'll fall off on an instance you know true but um well i'm i'm hoping the the mall slacker vibe that uh that troy's throwing off here will kind of counteract my uh my square jawed you know you can tell it's a narc from a mile away thing that i'm doing so <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah so you you all continue down the down the hallway okay you're maybe about halfway to the shipping bay um so there's there's still a little bit more time are we being followed about at this time you hear those footsteps stop mm-hmm. and if you glance behind you you see that person get to that that crossroad okay and kind of look your way and again a flash of green as you turn as you turn back around to check it out i give him a, i give him a friendly wave <laughs> you wave oh, at him and nothing, nothing happens. Okay, that's cool. We're, we're, um, I don't stop. We keep moving. Just I, 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 through, through gritted teeth, I say, come on, man. We're not in Squaresville right now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> people in this world don't do that. <laughs> it's like, shows what you know. I'm the mayor of Squaresville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, so you wave. Okay. Nothing happens. No, no visible, uh, notification okay but um he he starts i mean you could tell this is a man okay um he starts walking towards you all it's definitely about a little slower than the pace you're going right now okay so there's no he's not there's really no um threat of him getting to you anytime soon he's not overtaking us okay well let's keep moving right hey um it's pro it may become relevant is our mission to recover the books or to destroy the books either okay either will be acceptable okay <laughs> as long as they're not in the public anymore mm-hmm. I don't suppose anybody brought uh, spent the points in a flamethrower did they <laughs> as a matter of fact no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, Troy I'm wearing can shoot it right flames now. from his eyes. <laughs> One of his skills. I am the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> F- 
Frank, right now, what are what are you doing? What are, uh, are I you... am just kind of standing impatiently uh, in the loading dock, watching down the hall. Do I can I see them yet? And how straight is the hallway? Uh, no, there's a there's a doorway, a set of double doors, um, that leads into the the shipping area or into the hallway from your perspective. Okay. Um, and they are currently closed right now. Okay. Uh, windows in the doors. Uh, small ones, yeah. Okay. Uh, but through the windows, you don't quite see them. Fair enough. Okay. I am. Um... Uh, let's take let's take this moment to uh to have a flashback. Ooh. So Frank standing in the in the shipping area. He's um just kind of thinking back. He hasn't been in the field in quite some time. But as the camera pans to Frank, we get a flashback. The camera zooms past. And and can you tell us about Frank's first mission with the agency? Frank's first mission was recruited out of uh uh, the police academy, actually, and uh, he was expecting a, a kind of a traditional uh, kind of role in uh, police work. But uh, some of his uh, training and and some of his, his skill set seemed to uh, seemed to appeal to this this fringe organization, uh, which uh, he got into, and. Uh, he uh, started investigating um, certain oddities and uh, strange things. And then, of course, when the, the, the D&D panic uh, occurred, he was a natural to, uh, to jump into that division and uh, helped organize a lot of the uh, processes and, and uh, methods used there. Was, uh, was pretty effective until uh, newer and younger people started coming in with newer and fresher ideas <laughs> that... Uh, made some of his thoughts obsolete. And as such, of course, he's been uh, allocated to a little bit more of an analytical role, a little bit more desk work. Uh, and as you said, hasn't been in the field as, as much lately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, camera zooms back in and, uh, and back into the shipping bay. I enjoy those flashbacks. I really do. <laughs> do we get the little, um, do we get the, the wavy wipe when it happened? <laughs> Yes. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, so Frank's standing there at the at the shipping bay and uh and you guys are are headed over to uh over to the shipping bay as well. Uh you you keep on walking for a minute and uh and you hear come from behind you. Hey, wait up a minute. Coming down the hallway, echoing towards you. Is this a uh, uh, green-eyed guy? Yes. Mm. Um, that's uh, that's my favorite song. You know, it's like a brown-eyed girl. It's green-eyed green guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's been off um, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the royalty-free one. <laughs> Weird Al cover. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so as you, as you look behind you, you see there's uh, there's two people walking towards you now. Two people. Okay. How far back are they? Can we get to the truck before? Uh, can we get to the van before they catch us? Well, even, uh, if, even we if we stop, could, look like it. Even if we could, we have like thirty boxes of books that we'd have to haul into the truck. I mean, that's going to take a hot minute. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Should, well, my my concern should... here is if we can get back to the truck, then we've got three people. If we have to fight, then oh, it's better yeah. than two. Point taken. And <laughs> we've got cover in the form of several cases of evil books. 
So let's try that. Uh, let's not slow the page. So say like, sorry, yeah. busy. Yeah, I I, I think yeah, we should I, just pretend that we don't even hear them. And just do we just like you know we just go down. about our mind numbing work. Yes, there we go. Okay, um, are you picking up the pace or are you are you staying about the same? I say uh, I say stay about the same. That's just me. Okay, Troy's nothing the ball. to see uh, here. I, at this point, they're walking a little bit faster towards you all now. So now they're gaining on uh, us. Yeah. So before before you know too long, they'll they'll. Uh, approach you all we just need to get to the door to the loading dock is my concern if we can get to that door we can pop it open and frank will be outside yeah you can see it it's maybe four or five hundred feet okay um still a little bit of ways okay keep moving keep up the pace or keep keep uh keep our, our pace and see if we can get there let me know if it looks like we're not gonna make it not gonna make it go on without me <laughs> um but I mean, these guys kind of start gaining on you like okay <laughs> i mean it seems like it seems like they'll get to you before you get to frank okay can hand troy a box cutter and be like okay you hold them off <laughs> <laughs> because that's the only thing his clearance level allows him to have <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm being generous with the box cutter. I didn't think it was permitted. That's anything anything worse than a plastic yeah. fork. I think is off his uh, off his list. You're you're a rogue agent, man. You're like you're just throwing the rule book right out. <laughs> That's just one more thing for Boss Moss to yell at me for in his office when we get back. Again, again, yeah. <laughs> It's the second box cutter in a month. Oh man! Uh, but what do you all? What do you all want to do? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of lag behind a little bit. Troy is, uh, I think, gonna keep pushing or heading towards the door as much as he can, and I'm gonna kind of fall in the rear. So I'm between the boxes and the green guys. I, I'm playing the role here, man, and the role is teenage lackey mm-hmm. and. Just yeah. that's that's so all I got to do is appear bored and like I'm not really trying that hard, which isn't that hard, <laughs> which isn't that hard for Troy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty much been doing that in his cell at the at the agency. There you exactly. go. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, awesome. I I follow from behind if he's if he's pulling the thing right. I follow from behind and um I'm I'm acting like I'm kind of making sure the boxes don't fall off the thing or maybe I'm really making sure the boxes don't fall off the thing, but I'm doing it between the. Uh, <laughs> green guys in the boxes after a couple minutes after uh, after about a minute or so um they get to you okay um are you are you separating from troy or are you kind of still walking along i don't want troy to stop but i am gonna i'll i'll stop and and have a little chat with him while troy keeps going yeah yeah so you kind of turn yeah you go, oh, keep going I'll, I'll be right there Say, oh hey how you doing Oh hey, how, how's it going, bud? Doing great, doing great. How you doing? Good, good. At, at this point, at this point, I'm effectively like stopping them so that they're here talking to me, and Troy is continuing down the hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Troy. Troy just keeps going. Okay. They go. Oh, we saw you back here, bud. Uh, we uh, mm-hmm. thought you might be new to them all. Oh, what I don't. I don't work be... here. No, I'm with. I'm with shipping. I'm just picking up a box of defective product. All right. Uh, you from around here? Oh no, no. I'm from Duluth. Okay. Okay. Uh, Can you tell you by my accent? Later tonight? <laughs> um, you pick up. You pick up an accent. Yeah. 
my Duluth accent. Um, I, I say, um, I don't know. We we got a, you know, we maybe. Why? What, what's going on? Anything? Anything fun to do around here? Oh, we got a got a big get together at the community center later. Oh yeah, what's going on? Yeah, we well, getting some people together, having some food, having some fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. A little bit of wine, a little bit of sacrifice. That sounds good. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the chase immediately. <laughs> a little bit of wine, some sacrifice. It sounds great. Yeah, Salty. Okay. Gotta love it. Breaking and entering, murder. You just start naming off yeah, like, yeah. crimes. Is it oh, yeah, they, they bring hand your you, own uh, sacrificial goat or. Uh... <laughs> Uh, they they hand you a uh, a pamphlet. Okay. Um, or kind of like a flyer, not not a pamphlet. Okay. Pamphlet is too too official. Okay. <laughs> These guys are from Minnesota. Um, <laughs> it's it's gonna be kind of uh, you know, f- family get together kind of thing. Okay. Know? Yeah, I, I check it out. He hands it to you. Goes. Uh, look forward to seeing y'all. Yeah, it sounds great. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, and and they they kind of. Uh, turn back and uh and head back to from the way they came okay good deal yeah so you you catch back up with troy and uh and get back to the shipping bay beautiful yeah so as you as you get to the big double doors of the shipping bay um as frank sees you through the the small window he helps you with the doors he props them open and uh and gets the the back of the van open and ready to go. Okay. As we're loading up the car, the car, I said, yeah, those, uh, shifty guys back there gave us a flyer for this. Uh, looks like they got a little get together at the community center, but Jehovah's witnesses. Hmm. Some kind of witness. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you should check it out. You might meet somebody you like. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, in our line of work, no witnesses. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say. In our line of work, we don't like anybody. (laughs) That's true too. Did you do the door test? Door test. Door test. Did you watch him go through a door? Oh uh, no! Didn't there weren't any uh, hallways? Always, always rookie. Make sure you always watch him go through a door. If they go through a door like a normal person, everything's fine. If they stop and check for traps. You know you got him. <laughs> so remember that in the future. Good to know. Good to know. So so we know Mark's a normal person because he hates checking for traps. <laughs> See? See how that works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real yeah. life. Real life, Mark. I'm not, not a Frank. Demon. I'm fine. <laughs> I will keep that in oh, mind, man. Frank. Okay, so so you guys um you guys take a little bit and um you um make a kind of makeshift ramp with a couple two by fours mm-hmm. and um and you get get the uh the entire pallet up into the van. Okay. So you don't have to, you know, unpack or anything. Mm-hmm. Nice. So uh so yeah, you've got that. Um where you guys? What do you guys want to do from here? Well, let's see. We've got two options then. Uh, we've got the get together with uh, we got well Miller time, right? 
and um then we've got the community center get together with the uh yeah yeah the local coven um well what should we do with the books should we uh dispose of them first should we uh yeah i think yeah. well let's see if we don't need to bring them back um it probably wouldn't be the worst idea. Uh, I feel like if we, uh, you know, leave them intact, it's just, you know, more, more, it, they might fall into the wrong hands later. Uh, exactly. we could, uh, what dump them into the river. You want to have a little bonfire here? We can go find a vacant lot and doesn't the facility hobo. that we work for have like a book disposal unit, like an incinerator of some kind. Yeah. That back, back at base. But um, but are we ready to leave, or do we want to try and uh, capture some of these uh, table toppers? Sure, capture. Um, <laughs> cap- capture. He puts in giant air quotes. Well, hang on. What are the what are the parameters of the mission? What uh, what was the mission brief? It was finding out information about the community and about any possible tabletop activity, and then your secondary mission was to. Uh, get the books. Okay. So we've only succeeded in the secondary mission, which means the primary mission remains unfulfilled. So we have to go to the meeting with Steve and the Miller. Yeah, the Miller yeah. meeting. It's it, the Miller meeting is different than the community center meeting, right? Like they didn't the Miller time thing. They weren't going to meet. They were meeting at the library, no. right? They were they were going to meet here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, maybe go to the arcade, go to the go to the comic book store. Okay. And then uh then go drink out by the dumpsters back behind the mall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds <laughs> socially responsible. Let's um <laughs> when the other group was meeting at the community center, you said. Yeah, yeah. Um Well, I yeah, don't what does... Brendan Brendan was going to meet Steve about 5:30. And then the community center says it doesn't start until 7. So there's a little bit of time in between. Now I'm thinking if like a pair of obvious narcs show up to the uh, the the hangout, it's probably not going to go over so hot. So we can just kind of hang in the van as backup for that. Or what do you think, Frank? Probably sounds uh, reasonable. I I asked to see the uh, community center brochure. Okay, I hand it on over. Oh, the 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 flyer. Yeah. Yeah. So you take a look. It just, it's pretty basic. Uh, it's on white paper. But but does it have anything in it that um, sort of would like 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 encoded images or turns of phrase that leap out as being the the the, the a tabletop would be looking for? You don't see anything quite that obvious. But at the end, you see a, a phrase that says, come roll with us. Oh. <laughs> you don't know yeah. if that's just a Minnesotan thing or mm-hmm. or what. I doubt it. At, at the bottom of the flyer, there's a line that says, be sure to try the deviled eggs before Thaco. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it says, no calamari, please. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so Cthulhu, I, I say I say to these two squares, I'm like, uh, yo, so I need to acquire some beer to get in good with these table toppers. One of you two going to pony up or what? <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, we I swing by. Rolling. 
a liquor it. store. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, uh, pick up some extra in case we need some accelerant. <laughs> you guys get the van loaded up, and you guys, uh, where, where are you guys wanting to head? You wanting to go to either the liquor store or the gas station to uh, get some Miller? Yeah, let's uh, gas station will do it. Yeah, gas station will definitely have Miller. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so you take a couple minutes. Like I said, I grab some vodka too in case we need to burn something quickly. And we can make sure the uh, the van is full, just in case. Oh, also, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Good idea. Yeah, you guys up, guys up, and and if this and, is uh, really boring, I can get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> From my perspective, I think we should just case the area, find a place to park the van that's not going to look suspicious, and that I can that offers a good line of sight with the rifle, and make sure we've got you know for the radios. Um, so that we can see what's going on, keep an eye on all entrances to the area and, and exits. And, um, yeah, it's not too close. Do we want to throw together a fake, like a call of choo-choo or something? <laughs> um, call of choo-choo. Thomas the Tank Engine role-playing game? Or, yes. Oh, my God. Dude, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a copy of that game we're gonna develop about frogs driving cars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well I'm okay. I'm staying um, in the van. That's I think that handles the van aspect of it. Um, um, Frank, do you want to do anything special? I'll I'll probably have the the binoculars. You got your your sniper scope. Okay. Um, and we'll just kind of keep an eye. F- um, got the uh, the parabola parabolic disc thing mm. that we can uh, listen in on and is that going out and so is 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 frank going to be doing the listening or does the do the radios let us all listen in good with question. the radio with the radios that's just walkie talkies um, right troy troy would have to be holding down the button the entire time for you all to hear well he can make that look casual right no 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 yeah, i mean <laughs> on the on the uh the listening dish oh right right can I, can can that uh does that have to go through a pair of headset headphones or can I set that oh, to play? Uh, yeah, it goes through headphones. Okay. I can't put, put it through the Wi-Fi or the car stereo. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? We had those in the eighties. I swear. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. In heavy air quotes. Our budget van has an a track player. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, it goes through, it goes through a set of headphones. You want me to listen so you have your hands free to? Yeah, if you want to be the ears, I'll be the eyes. Okay, perfect. Well, and and you could hold a uh, a pair of binoculars too, Frank. Yeah. Okay. Good. Like one would be in one hand and one would be in the other. Okay. You know, it it yeah. could work. Yeah. So, so you could see as well. Well, I'll probably put the the binoculars down every so often to eat some chips or something. But you know, I'll always have the. Of course. Yeah, I'll always have the mic. Get Cheeto fingers on your uh, binoculars. <laughs> They're loners. We have to turn them in at the end of the mission anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They'll dust them off. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, Troy, what do you want to do to get ready for this? Uh, you know, dude, as long as I have a like dilapidated backpack, um, some crushed up uh, eight and a half by 11 lined paper, and uh, the six of Miller, I'm good. I'm ready to do this. <laughs> awesome. I, 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 this whole thing about the radios is squicking me out a little bit. 
I don't know how how stoked I am to be like wearing a wire, but uh, you know whatever the mission calls for, I guess. Hey, you don't have. I don't. We've got, think... the, we've got the parabolic mic. You don't have to to oh, okay. have the radio. Yeah, I would say no, you yeah. know okay, you throw good. that in the bo- throw that in the bottom of your bag if you need it. You know, we, oh yeah, we have the okay. Mic there we go. In on, it's like a handheld. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a definitely, but yeah, yeah. So um, so you just toss everything in your bag and uh, and you get going. Yeah, you you head into the mall. Okay, cool. So you make your way towards uh, you. You walk around to the the front of the mall just to not seem like you're going through the the right. back door of this mall. And you walk through and and you. Uh, Take a little bit of time, and you you find Steve. He's uh he's standing in with a couple people, um, in the comic book store. What what do these other people look like? About the same, uh, similar clothes, acid wash jeans, a uh, couple heavy metal t shirts on, normal stuff. I'll be like, "What's up, Steve? How you doing, man?" Oh, hey, man. How's it going? Dude, it's good. You guys want to go go get wasted or what? Oh, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's uh, go. Let me, let me grab a couple guys. All right, let's do this. And he goes and he, uh, he taps a couple people on the shoulder and and they they uh, come along with you. I kind of like, like jut my chin out and I'm like, what up? <laughs> They do a, a similar motion, and uh, and yeah, you guys head back to uh, back to the dumpsters behind the yeah behind the mall. Get behind the dumpster, and I'll like open up my my backpack, you know, with like the busted zipper, and mm-hmm. uh, inside I've got the cans. I like bust it out and like uh, hand one to each of the guys, and kind of like crack one open. Start start drinking it as it gets like warm. And those like those becoming becoming room temperature suds like hit my throat. <laughs> so do we? Can we? We can see and hear what's going on from our vantage point, right? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Once once they became visible, uh, I'm going to ask Roland if anybody uh, matches the description of the people they saw in the in the service halls of the mall. Yeah, do I recognize anyone, or do I see any green uh, eyes? N- no, nothing right now. Okay, okay. Uh, it just seemed like kids underage drinking. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> well, that we nothing, have no problem no, with. No red so. flags. Yeah. <laughs> That's a different department <laughs> yeah. entirely. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have to deal with that. No, no. Right. No, yeah, so uh, n- nothing really stands out right now. There's There's not a whole lot going on. Just some talking back and forth. No real conversation. <laughs> kind of conversation like, how'd you score the beer, man? Stuff like that, you know. It's like, yeah, man, just, you know, just like, just walked back there super casual, just like picked it up, just made like I was going to like buy it. And I just ran out. Just ran. <laughs> they just go, whoa. Like there's like four of them. They just go. <laughs> That's how it's done, dude. How you do it. <laughs> and I'm like, so what's up with you guys? Oh, nothing. I'm just heard you guys. Had, heard you guys had a little gathering going on tonight. What's that about? Uh, oh yeah, the community center. Oh yeah, what's yeah. going on at the community center? I don't, I don't really know. Uh, 
Well, then why go, some, man? Let's kids. find a TV and throw it off a bridge. It's <laughs> 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 freaking awesome. But uh, they were like, I don't, I don't really know. Some kids from school told us about it. Really? Yeah. We might uh, just go. Just but, go. There's nothing fucking oh. better to do. Okay. All right. Like maybe kind of mix it up a little bit. Like cause some mayhem. Is that what I'm hearing? I don't know, man. I just uh, if it's lame, yeah, probably. Hmm. All right. And then they all kind of nod and and. Well, I mean, that's if you don't have anything better to do. Nothing, uh, nothing, nothing grim. Nothing. Ah, man. Nah. No? Nothing better to do. Like, I mean, I just feel like. Oh, hey, th- thanks for the bruise, man. Thanks for yeah, the beer. Yeah, dude. No prob. No prob, you know. Um, just always looking to meet, like, like-minded people who are into cool shit, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, fucking Catholic schools full of squares. You know, always like praying to Jesus, other lame <laughs> things like that. You know, they make you go to church at Catholic school, dude. Can you believe that? There's like a there's like a whole there's a whole like once a week they make you go. Like a class. Only <laughs> the class is worshiping Jesus. I can't believe that that's like allowed in America. <laughs> Do I do I don't, I don't see any books or tabletop memorabilia or God forbid dice floating around in the scene? Do I nothing? Okay. Nothing yet. Okay. You know, you guys you guys talk for maybe twenty minutes, fifteen twenty minutes. One one of them turns and says, "You guys excited for that game that's coming out tomorrow?" A couple of them go, "Yeah, it's a it's all right. I mean, looks fun, I guess." I hear it's going to be a flaming pile <laughs> <laughs> in about thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what like at the arcade they're getting a new uh cabinet down there oh no man uh the, the, com- the comic book store got a new game coming out call of cthulhu or something like that i don't know steve you read that lovecraft stuff didn't you he goes yeah it's, it's real cool it's, it's dark as shit but it's real cool so so steve are you buying it i think i might i mean i couldn't go play the arcade as much well, sure. I think I might get it. That or I'll steal his book, and he points to one of his friends and punches him in the arm. Uh, I, I look at his friend, I say, so are you into that too? Oh, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I go, what's it like? Like, what, what, I mean, is it like Monopoly or some shit? No, well, no, no, it's, it's not, it's nothing like Monopoly. Well, I don't understand, man, why don't you tell me? I don't know, it's hard to explain, it's like more of a feeling than a action, you know, man. It's, I go, that sounds gay, dude. <laughs> hey, just because you brought us beer doesn't mean you're cool, man. It kind of turns into a dick after you say <laughs> that. Like, yo, you're just talking about feelings and stuff? Come on, man. Why don't you show me what this is? Kind of as you, as you get a little more threatening... A little more direct, he kind he's kind of starts breathing harder, like he's getting mad. Yikes! And you start seeing uh, a faint green start glowing in his eyes. Uh, at this point, our agents in the van can also see this. 
Hmm. Because he's turned in a way that it's facing kind of, kind of Brendan's back is toward the van mm-hmm. and toward the van. And, uh, and this kid is kind of standing across from him. So he's kind of diagonal to you guys. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you start seeing kind of this faint, very familiar glowing, uh, in his eyes. And how many of them are there? There are four in Brendan. Okay. Well, what's the protocol on this? Do we start shooting? If they're tainted, I think that is the protocol. Okay. Um, hey, hang I'm on, gonna... guys. Remember our collateral damage, guys. Remember our collateral damage. That what is, is our what is what is our budget for damage here? What we we don't want to just start shooting kids like in the middle of the parking lot if it's gonna like if it's gonna spoil the mission. Well, no, but um, none of my weapons have spread, so as far as I can tell, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna hop out um, of the van and start start strolling over there. Okay. Yeah. You you do so. Do I notice that? Uh, you hear yeah you hear the van door kind of squeak open and then slam shut. But do I see the the agent? Yeah. 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 When I see him coming over, I grab this new kid whose eyes are glowing by the shoulders. I go, dude, mall cops, run! Let's go. Oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, so you guys uh <clears throat> you guys sprint uh around the the corner of the of the mall and you guys head back toward the front of the mall. So as as we're running, we're running, I go I go they I'm I'm, I'm yelling at them. We're like running. I'm, I'm like they probably saw the beer. Come on, dude, we we could get suspended from school or fucking call the cops or something. <laughs> and I and I say um I, I kind of split off with them. I'm like I'm like run and hide. And uh, I'll catch up with you guys at the community center tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you do so. I'm guessing as uh, as these kids start running around the corner, Frank picks up his pace a little bit. Yes, he'll he'll start running after them. He'll definitely. Um, yeah, he definitely starts running. And uh, maybe after about a couple hundred feet, uh, Brendan kind of stops. Troy stops. I guess I should use character names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Tro- Troy will split off from these kids and then double back around to the van. Okay, yeah. So um, there's no like stop in the name of the mall. <laughs> uh, so he's going directly to the van, or is he going to intercept Frank? No, I'm going to go directly to the van. Okay, okay. And when I get to the van, who's there? Rollins there, right? Yeah, I'm rolling. Yeah, Rollins there. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, guys, community center. We know that they're table toppers. Also, trust earned. Good deal. Well, touche. Probably, probably a good thing too. If we, uh, if we capped one of them now, it might scare off the rest. So we'll deal with them all at once. <laughs> capped one of them now. <laughs> it's like systematic executions in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is yeah. So a serious demonic invasion. We don't pussyfoot around with these guys. Hell no. But yeah, so he cannot um, be rehabilitated. Troy here is a perfect example. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Um, So Troy heads back to the van, gets into the van. Um, You know, he swings open the the back doors of the van, and uh, and Roland's in there. And uh, meanwhile, the camera pans over to the middle of the parking lot, and you just see Frank looking around. Looking for these kids, looking for Troy. Yeah, he's he's a little out of shape because he hasn't been out. So he's huffing and puffing. They they split off. He probably loses them all. I assume. Yeah, yeah. A couple of them go and hide behind cars. 
in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, eventually, they're just, uh, I was just gonna say since the last of the beers was in my backpack, being all sh- shaken up, I'm just gonna like punch a hole in the side and like just drink it right out of the can, like nice. <laughs> suck it right out. Big shotgun it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, Frankel, realizing he's alone, will finally head back to the van, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. So a couple minutes you take and and walk back to the the van. And you see see Troy in there just guzzling beer. Sitting on the pallet full of books, I assume? Or on the bench next to him. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) The pallet would kind of reach the the top of this van. Ah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty tall, so. Unfortunately... Troy can't look cool and sit on the top of these books. <laughs> as much as I would love to. <laughs> and I know he would. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you guys uh, just want to head over to the community center? Well, maybe if we've got time, we could find a nice isolated dumpster to burn these things down in. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah. You guys, nice. you guys can find one. Okay. You can find a, a dumpster, you know, at an abandoned strip mall. Yeah, it's it's no problem at all. Yeah, yeah. So the, as these guys are like chucking the boxes into the dumpster, I can feel my hand like reaching out for one of the exposed books. Like I oh. like, like I put my hand on the cover and I can feel its power throbbing inside, and I'm just like I was like want to take it, and then one of them goes Troy, and I'm like snap out of it. I'm like oh, okay. oh yeah. What? Right here, we're gonna burn these next to these old ET cartridges. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I say oh, bury man. them in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <sighs> okay. But yeah, yeah, you guys, um, you guys have your own book burning. <laughs> <laughs> Wholesome activity. That's Wholesome right. family activity. <laughs> As we stand there watching the books burn, I just imagine Garrett and Rollin burning instead. <laughs> <laughs> Dark shit. Is it like creepy green <laughs> fire or is it conventional book fire? Ooh. Um, let's say for flavor, it's creepy green fire. <laughs> okay, awesome. good deal. The the energy that's inside these books as they're burning yeah. emits this green hue to this fire that's coming out of this dumpster. Nice. You you know what occurs to me is that my uh. My renounced infernal masters probably would not be stoked about this like other <laughs> other incursion of like beings into this reality. So, on on some level, I still serve them. Hmm. Touche. Fair. Touche. Loopholes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you actually serve the great new ones. <laughs> But yeah, for uh, for Boss Moss's sake, you find a, a bowl full of candy and some Halloween decorations, and you toss them in there too. Okay, pour one out for my homie. Yeah, exactly, okay. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, as as you uh, conclude your book burning, you guys uh, watch it turn to ash as you enter the van. Okay, good. And uh, yeah, once I can no longer hear the faint screams of the supernatural, we'll pile into the van and <laughs> shove off. <laughs> you hear you hear one, but it's it's an old homeless person. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's probably holding up in the abandoned strip mall. I tell him not to cook hot dogs over this particular fire because yeah, they're full of demons. Yeah, demon <laughs> dogs. <laughs> yeah, so about this time it's about uh, it's about seven o'clock, about six forty-five or so. 
Okay. So you head over to the uh, to the community center. Community center is a small one story building. Holds maybe no more than a hundred people. You pull up to the outside of this community center and you see the cheesiest Halloween decorations ever. Hmm. Like there's a skeleton hanging from a, a string. There are uh, jack-o'-lanterns on jack-o'-lanterns. There are pop-up ghosts that pop up every couple seconds. But but yeah, you um, you are outside the community center. What what time is it? It's about six forty-five or so. Oh, so so evening has set in since it's fall and it's up north. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It gets okay. it gets darker a lot quicker. Uh, definitely, you feel the temperature kind of drop, kind of bone chilling. Yeah. While I was in the back of the van while we were like driving over here, I got a ballpoint pen and I wrote "Satan rules" with a Z <laughs> on the inside of my arm. Totally awesome. compelling, but no E. Who's just who's Satan? <laughs> <laughs> You said you do, Satan rules of the sea. Wouldn't you, wouldn't, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Maybe if you play this game, you'll find out. I'm yeah, not exactly. evil enough to exactly. know. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, oh, I throw man. on a trench coat. Better to conceal my multiple pistols with. And um, Awesome. Yeah, so, um, so you guys uh, head into the community center. Okay. Cool. Um, On my way in, I take note of all the fire uh, alarms. So, yeah, yeah, you you take a second and and look around. There are a couple. There's one on the wall by the door, and then there's one uh, on the opposite side. Okay. As you enter the community center, you turn the handle, and and there's a fake spider web on on the handle and on half of the door. (sighs) You aggressively shake it off and and continue into the the room. Fake spiders. Why'd it have to be fake spiders? But yeah, as you look in, you see it's a it's it's a pretty basic community center. You know, there's uh, you know the facilities on one side. There's um, tables and chairs everywhere. Um, there's a table set up with refreshments. There's a, a punch bowl. Um, you know, a bowl of chips. You know, just pretzels stuff like that. Uh, looking around, there's even more fake spider webs. Fake cobwebs, giant fake spiders, just hanging everywhere. They're very festive here in Golden Valley, Minnesota. How fake are they? They're fake. Okay, they're they're like fur. <laughs> okay, and good deal. I, I like your course of, of questioning. <clears throat> however, <laughs> uh, you see a lot of people. A lot of the kids um, are wearing like Halloween masks, and even some of the adults are. Yeah, looks like they're having a, a Halloween get together. Okay. I'm gonna circle the room, look for like little side rooms or uh, little uh, side areas where a group may be slipping off to uh, to have a, a private sub meeting, so to speak. Mm. Right, right. Off to a couple. Uh, off to the side, there's a couple like meeting rooms, um, but as you go go in, they're empty. There's a small kitchen area, again, empty. And then there's the restrooms, which people go in and out of as they need to. You know, it's, it's kind of like 
you go into the men's restroom and there's a person or two in there and you know that's fair nothing's happening um i'm gonna keep an eye on the meeting rooms see if there's okay. any activity there okay yeah yeah so you kind of um stand on one wall that you have a good vantage point of these meeting rooms and you can see anybody coming in or out yeah, I'm going to kind of mill about a little bit, talk to random people, and look to see if I can find anybody who looks like they, they might be in charge or an organizer. You notice the two men that came up to you in in the, the service hallway of the mall. Oh, okay. Oh, well, we've met then. I'm going to um, go over and say hi. Okay, yeah. Um, they've got kind of like, almost like masquerade masks. Okay. So not like cover the eyes, mm-hmm. you know. You can still tell who they are. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, their, their identities are completely sealed. Because um, Beat for Vendetta hasn't come out yet. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, you go and say hi. They, they say hi and introduce themselves formally um, and just say, you know, feel free to, to grab refreshments, you know, anything you need, let us know. Okay. Stuff like that. Good deal. Definitely. Troy? I'm looking for the uh, table toppers. Are they here? Uh, they're not here quite yet. No. Uh, you might see one kid um, standing with his parents or, you know, other kids from school. Um, but right now, not everybody's here. Is there like foosball here or uh, arcade games or anything? Uh, no, surprisingly. Mm. You know, other community centers you've been at have had some way to keep kids. Um, you know, distracted, but you don't you don't really see anything. It just kind of seems like it's a it's a gathering area. That and there's like a a stage on one side, so like the local band could come and play or you know whatever. I guess I will just uh like try and blend into the to the wall then like wallflower yeah. style yeah just find some darkened corner and i'll wait and i'll watch and uh I, I'm, I'm kind of positioning myself in such a way that i look like bored and distracted and over it when the other table toppers do arrive okay yeah cool uh so you you find a part of the wall that has a, a decoration there's like a witch on the wall sweet and uh which wall Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> um, it's the wall on the left. Okay. Does the no, I can't, I can't. does the punch taste um, evil? It tastes bad. Okay. Like somebody doesn't know how to make punch, but I don't know if evil is the right. <laughs> if bad punch is evil, then yes. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it just it tastes like fruit punch. Okay. The the generic, not tasty fruit punch. Mm. It's Kool-Aid with a C. <laughs> it's like dollar store Kool-Aid. Yeah, exactly. Right. But um But yeah, so you Troy, you find a wall that has a a decoration on it and it it covers you in in a little bit of shadow and and uh and you just uh, kind of sit back and relax. Cool. Awesome. As you all are doing your own things, Roland being at the the snack table for most of the night. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm just Frank standing. I'm I'm relatively close to a fire alarm, and I've got line of sight. I've got a, my back to a wall, and try to keep line of sight with as many people in the room as I can. Cool. Yeah. 
Awesome. So there, right now there are about oh, seven, eight people in here. There aren't that many. Troy, the, the kids, the table toppers have, uh, have showed up. They're just kind of scattered about. They're really not together right now. Interesting. Um, Is there a reason why? I think they're just kind of saying hi to different people, talking to people. Um, you know, they're just, they're just enjoying themselves, having a good time. Making their rounds, essentially. You know that awkward moment when you kind of have to go and say hi to everybody? Yeah. Um, and in the case of Old Golden Valley, Minnesota, everybody knows everybody, so you kind of have to go and say hi. But yeah, they're just kind of walking around, um, getting some refreshments, stuff like that. Frank, you see a couple people go into a meeting room. There are two people. One of them looks like one of the guys that Roland had described um, from from the mall earlier. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go over and see if I can slip into the room. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you... Uh, as as quietly and as stealthily as you can, you uh, open the door and, and head inside. Okay. Does it look like they left anything behind, or is there anything... Um, there's a bag in the corner, like a backpack. I'm going to go, go, uh, check it out. Okay. Yeah. So you, you unzip it and, uh, and you see a call of Cthulhu book inside. You oh. see pens and pencils and you see some notebooks. That's about it. Okay. Um, is there any place to hide in here? Uh, no, it is a four-walled room okay. with a table and chairs. Okay, um, I will try to slip out. Uh, try to slip back out of the room, uh, hopefully without being seen. Are you leaving the backpack or taking? The I'm backpack? leaving the backpack. Okay, definitely. Okay. You get it as approximated as you can to where where it was before you touched it, mm-hmm. and. Um, and you slip back out out of the room and okay. back into your place. I am going to try to, uh, I'm going to try and stay by the door, but try to make eye contact with, uh, with uh, Roland and, and Troy, and uh, you know, kind of nod towards the door. Okay, I kind of head over in that direction. Well, I I head over to uh, to Frank, touch bases, chat about what he just found, and and um, stay in that side of the um, area. Uh, as, as you start walking that direction, you see right next to you coming through the door is Clark oh. from from the comic book store. Okay. As he comes in and as you walk by, you kind of bump into him. Oh, hey there, go, big guy. Have some punch. Oh, uh, Mr. Lennon. Yeah. From earlier today. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. From the mall, right? Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. Heck of a party you throw Good. up here. Hey, it's uh, we do we do our best. Didn't know you were from around here. Oh no, no, no! I'm new in town, but I saw one of the flyers. Thought it'd be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna have a lot of fun a little later. Uh, and then he he kind of bet we are branches off. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "I'll see you later, bud." You too. Then he walks over towards the punch bowl. Okay. Definitely. So you make your way to um, Frank. Uh, uh, Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I touch bases with him. Yeah, I'll fill him in on the backpack and what I just saw. So it sounds like if we leave the backpack in the room, whoever goes into the room is is our suspects. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. 
So you guys kind of gestured for me to follow you towards the door, right? I, yeah. I made eye contact and gestured towards the door just to, to suggest something's going on in there. I will uh, position myself against a wall so that I can see the door easily, and if the door was like standing open, I could see into it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, kind of on the opposite wall that, that Frank was on uh, to watch the door, you could, you could see pretty well into the room. We're all sort of staking out the room, basically. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there any itinerary for this party? Are there any sort of speeches or events scheduled? Um, not that you know of. Okay. Uh, the 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 flyer didn't say that much. Just kind of like a a general, you know, Halloween party, community center, seven o'clock. You know, whatever. Yeah. Just basic information that people would need to know to show up. Okay. But yeah, yeah, you uh, you guys kind of stake out the room a little bit. Couple more minutes go by. Nobody goes into the room. You see Clark uh, break off from the pack and head up to the stage where there's a microphone set up. Okay. You know, chintzy, cheap little microphone, cheapo little speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a small room, so he could pretty much talk loudly and it'd be, you know, it'd be fine. You know. Okay. But he goes. Uh, Hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you for coming tonight. Didn't expect this many people to be here. And he kind of um, makes eyes at you guys as he says that. I kind of cheers him with a punch. (laughs) You punch him in the face? Is that what you said? (laughs) Well, in my mind, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. You want to. (laughs) Go ahead and roll for an attack then. No, no, I'm, kidding. no I'm kidding. He kind of nods when you when you cheers him. Okay. He goes, uh, hey, if y'all didn't know, uh, tomorrow at the store we're releasing something new. He, he kind of has a, a grin on his face. And as you kind of look through the crowd, a couple other people have grins on their faces. I want to take note of the grinning people. Okay, there are about ten of them or so. Okay, along with Clark, um, including the the table toppers that uh, that from Miller time Troy met with. Okay, yeah, from Miller time. <laughs> Miller time is our favorite time. <laughs> Little um, dumpster disco they threw. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know he makes he makes a little bit of a speech. He uh, kind of talks about the game a little bit. Talks about, you know, he thanks people for the success that his store has had, yada, yada, yada. You know, basic speech stuff. Wait, this is Clark talking? Yep. Now, Clark wasn't the manager, right? He was the employee of the month, right? Or was he? He was the manager. He was, the manager? He was okay. like the only one that works there. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, D all of the above. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, the guy you talked to, he's the manager. He's, yeah. He talks a little bit longer, and as he starts talking, all of you, Troy especially, kind of feel this heavy energy in the room. Like it's it's almost like putting pressure on, on your chest and on your arms. You just kind of feel sl- a little sluggish, you know, kind of like your muscles are tensing up a little bit. It's just strange. 
just an overall feeling from your various positions. Um, you all can see Clark's eyes start glowing and then throughout the crowd, you know, a couple here and there, and then it spreads, you know, about 10 people, you know, those people that were grinning when Clark talked about the game, um, their eyes start glowing at this moment, the people in the crowd, other than yourselves, you see them just drop to the floor. Okay. Just everyone just goes limp. Just, just goes down. Okay. Yeah. Other than those 10 people and Clark. Right. Right. And, and yourselves, of course. Okay. Sounds like it's time Troy to initiate at, some combat. <laughs> uh, Troy at, at this moment, that, that weight is kind of weighing heavy on you. Well, and it, you, you drop down to one knee just because of the sheer amount of pressure on your physical body. When the, the other people like who are, have fallen down, like, are they like writhing on the ground or are they like unconscious? Just still. Yeah. <sighs> I, uh, I look up at Clark and I say, how do you filthy table toppers put it? Roll for initiative. That's <laughs> <laughs> so meta. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the way initiative works in this uh, is the quote unquote attacking team goes first. Um, they don't actively choose to attack you right now. You know, they're just kind of standing looking at you all. I've got, yeah, a room full of green eyed glowing freaks. I'm, I'm fine with being the attacking team. Uh, you guys can go first if you want to go. Okay. Well, I have a, uh, I have a, uh, thing here it says if the panic level is below six decrease the total collateral damage from the encounter by five okay so, so at the end whatever collateral damage you all do is reduced by five got it okay um and something else hopefully i can do here um as a free action select one enemy in the same room as you that en- mm-hmm. enemy cannot move out of their current locate uh their current their current room this turn. So um That's fine. Uh in in the so essentially he can't leave the building. Cur- uh turn. yes. Yes. Because it's all kind of one room. Right. That's what um, I figured. Or he can't go into the restrooms or the, the meeting rooms. Right. Who wants to go first? I will. Unless somebody uh, else Steve. wants to go. That sounds reasonable to me. You were kind of the first one. Voices. No, you go for it. Okay, go for it, Steve. I am. Um, I'm going to shoot at uh, Clark up there on the stage, and I've got my uh, my my guns. Awesome. How many how many attacks do you want to roll? Um, let's see, twelve. So the way I th- you want to roll twelve well, because for a free action you can reload both of your pistols. Yeah, you? they've got capacity six, and I've got two of them. So. <sighs> Uh, I'm gonna do twelve attacks on, uh, and then the D6 is the damage, right? Yeah, D6 is always damage. Okay. Uh, d- d- uh, on pistols, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, what's my uh, what's my target number to hit this guy? You hit. I, oh, I, oh, right, right, right. You always hit. Right, that was the thing. Attacks attacks against enemies always hit. You just determine how many. Okay. Of your ammo you want to use. Okay, so I'm gonna use twelve. So that means I'm rolling 
12d6 for damage. 12d6. <laughs> I'm sorry. Grab a Snickers, Maybe we guys. should get a dice <laughs> Hold roller. on. Let me see if I can find some more. <laughs> okay, you looking for a total? Yeah, I'm looking for a total. Okay. 24, Probably an insane number. 32, 35, 40. 42. Holy hell, 42. What the hell? Mark's like, not again. <laughs> <laughs> so what what is that what does that mean? Did he just like kill everybody? No, no, I can't no, I can no. only kill he, Clark. I can he, only target one guy because these things have a oh, spread Clark, of one. Did you just execute Clark? <laughs> yeah. Not yet. He's still up. Okay. Thirty you said thirty two. Forty two. Forty two. So Clark is beefy and he's got that supernatural strength, so He's he's beefy and he took a hit, but he's still up. He is definitely still up. He took twelve hits. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and reload for free. Yeah, because you can do that. I'll go next. I was standing right next to him. So uh, um, I have a tactical pistol with a silencer. So I can attack up to four times, correct? Um, you can attack one one enemy up to four times, yes. Okay. Um, but keep in mind reloading. Yeah, you'll have to reload, which takes uh, uh, an actual Which action. takes an entire round. It okay. takes your action. Okay. So if you use your four... Next round, you would have to spend it reloading. Yeah, okay. I'm going to spend two, I think. And uh, I am also going to focus on the big guy and start there anyway. Yeah. So I roll. Oh, jeez. Two. Two? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're you're working on Clark, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I figure, you know, he's... He's the... Obviously, the biggest threat. So okay. Well, I, I, okay, yeah, go for it. <laughs> He's like, you don't have to because I'm going to take him down next round. <laughs> like, well, that's, yeah, I, that's well, what I just dumped like 42 damage into him, and I can only attack him. So, like, if we could oh, maybe spread true. to some of the underlings a little bit, I don't know. Oh, then yeah, if I can go for another adult, my two points. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, okay. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, was, not... that was my first instinct, but uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I'll, I'll pick one of the other adult minions. Brendan, Troy, yeah, do you want to uh, to go next? I'll, uh, I'll I'll rise to my feet and I'll look at uh, Steve and the table toppers and I'll say, guys, it's not too late. It's gonna all be over. What do they say? Almost like a hive mind. All ten of these table toppers just chuckle simultaneously that's disconcerting uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's meant to be so i, so I have a, an arcane be. wave that i can do yeah um it will uh it says range of one and spread to spread attacks all targets in a 90 degree cone from you and with a range one, it's just anyone in the same room. So yeah, you can hit maybe four of them with this ninety degree spread. That's not bad. I'm gonna use arcane wave. Um, okay. And that's going to it says increase the increase the um roll the the number on the d twenty by one before the attack. Okay, so it's up to eleven right now before the attack. Two points of damage to all of them. Two points. To four guys. That's not bad. You'll be happy to know I've improvised a dice boot over here, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hear it. I hear it. (laughs) Awesome. 
So after after you all finish your attacks, Clark just kind of turns to you all. He shakes off the damage he just took. <laughs> like bullets are just raining down around him. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> okay. They they either sank in or went through. Oh, okay, like, okay. He's he, I mean he's he's feeling the physical damage, but his eyes glow a little bit brighter. And and with with one hand he just kind of stretches it out towards Roland. Mm-hmm. And there is there's a bright green flash that just happens. Troy and Frank, you all see his eyes get more intense, but you don't see a flash. Steve, you take. Oh, I I actually have to roll to attack. So <laughs> that's the confusing thing. Like you guys don't have to roll to attack, but I do. Um, I rolled a natural 17, so I'm sure that hits your... I think it does. Yeah, my defense is 11, so yeah, you, you hit. Awesome, yeah, so it does. Uh, you take two damage. Two, okay. And you are considered shaken. Shaken. I hadn't looked for 13. that. I'll, I'll read it here in just a second. Um, because of that attack, the d20 goes up two. It's at 13 now. Shaken. Uh, you have been spooked by something to the point where you have had, uh, you have you have a hard time focusing on your mission. When you shoot a gun, every odd number that you roll on a dice causes one point of collateral damage. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> this happens even if you roll under the CDT, the collateral threshold. Uh, and is in addition to any collateral damage you roll over your collateral threshold. Um, This condition is removed at the end of the combat encounter. So this happens for the rest of your combat. Okay. But yeah, two points of damage and shaken. Okay. Hmm. They kind of slowly start walking towards you all. Um, One of them gets to Frank, and uh, he throws a essentially a claw at you. I mean, it's a, it's a regular hand, but using almost like a cat, ironically enough for, for Mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, almost goes. like tearing into you. Oh, um, uh, 12. That's to hit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hits. Yep. All right. And you take, Two damage. Okay. Got it. One makes it to you, Troy, and will also attempt to tear into you. Uh-oh, guys. This is not going to uh, be good. No. That's a, that's a natural three, so I think you're good. Well, let me check. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> you're, you're like seven, I think, is what uh, you're... I'm six. I'm ten with the Kevlar. Six. I don't know if the Kevlar counts against hand-to-hand, though, so... It should. I'm sure it does. Yeah, okay, you, have, so. you think it does. They got nothing on me. <laughs> cool, awesome. So that one just kind of hits your chest, and it it doesn't sink in. Um, the other ones don't have the ability to get to you right now, so we will move back up to Steve. Okay, I say, don't worry, guys. I'm shaken but not stirred. I'm I'm assuming you're doing the same. I'm thing. I'm doing the same thing. Yes. 
Definitely roll roll all twelve of your dice. This became much easier. And remember, odd numbers. Odd numbers. Okay, you care about tell how me, many odd tell numbers? Tell me how many. Yeah, I mean, okay. first tell me how much damage you do. Okay. And then then count up how many odd numbers you okay, have. Okay, so, okay. Okay, 44 damage. And odds are... Okay. One, two, three, four. Uh, six odds. Which makes sense. Six out of 12, right? So oh. you do six collateral damage. Yes, yes. Right? Every other oh. one point. Oh, man. There goes the mission. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you've got you've got a cap for how much collateral damage you can do. Yeah, for the mission, and it's pretty high. We'll tell you that. Well, don't worry because Agent Collateral Damage Roland is well aware <laughs> of the damage cap. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so collateral damage is tattooed uh, on my arm. I will tell you. Mm-hmm. You would have been told a rough estimation of how much damage you'll you can do. Okay. Um, and then for a free action, I reload. <laughs> awesome. You reload. So, yeah, uh, at that point, um, Clark drops to his knees. He still has knees? <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have a chest. <laughs> <laughs> he drops to his knees, and even though physically there are holes where his lungs would be, <laughs> he starts taking very deep breaths and almost impossibly deep breaths. And at this point you see his form glow slightly and physically shake almost like an earthquake's happening. And you see the, the physical body rip in half and then a a bright green flash happens and and there you see two Clarks one very different than the other one is like mangled and you know still has the bullet holes and the other is a little cleaner still with the bullet holes, but it's, it's almost like two sides of a coin. Is there a good side and an evil side? Unfortunately, no. Okay. <laughs> They're both still evil. Double evil coin. <laughs> okay. There's just two of them <clears throat> now. And, but, but one seems very, very, like I said, almost mangled, almost in pieces, but he's still moving. But still, yeah, still standing, still moving. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, but up there on the stage, now you see two Clarks. And hmm. then a, a chuckle. A very... Can can I move for cover in addition to attacking? Of course you can. Yeah, okay. you have your movement, Moving's... you have your action, yeah, gotcha. and then you have uh, a free action as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and get, a, get behind a table then, and I am going to take a shot at the mangled Clark. Awesome, so, yeah. And I'm going to use my two remaining attacks for uh, five damage. Five. Uh, the, the Just at the one. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So next round, you will need to... Reload. 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 Yes. Awesome. Uh, Brendan? Yes. Your turn. 
I, it's time to arcane wave again, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. I'll say you, uh, you get to hit five of them since one of them kind of came into that, that wave. So uh, go D6. ahead and roll. Okay, so the D20 is going to go up again. There's... Up to 14. Oh, God. And Okay, uh, things start getting really bad at, like, what, what, at what level? 20. 20 is when everything kind of explodes. We don't get, as far as I can and tell, everything... we don't have any negative effect before then. Right? No. It's just once it goes no, to 20. No, it's just you yeah. have. We, we just don't want things to explode, so let's see what happens here. And and you would know the D twenty would go up when more abilities happen. Yeah, you know, like if Clark yeah. uses another ability, and actually it's at fifteen now because that that ability uh, used one. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I just hit everybody for uh, four points. Four points. Is it? And I'll say drop any of the minions. Uh, not yet. <laughs> this is getting kind of dire, guys. I should have brought a shotgun. <laughs> Shit's gonna get real weird here in just a second. A couple of them are looking pretty bad. You know, they're the those five that he just hit with that wave are kind of slowing down and looking sluggish and and looking pretty beaten. That is somewhat heartening. However, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. There's ten um, of if them. I, if, yeah. If I keep using this arcane wave, we're gonna just you know summon Cthulhu or something. So. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Um, all yeah, we have yeah, to do, you guys do what you do. All we have to do is if it gets too close, somebody has to take their action to roll the twenty, and then it won't land on twenty because that's not gonna happen, and it'll go to oh. something lower. <laughs> okay. It'll go to all like right. yeah. You can just you can take you can just choose it and re-roll at that point, and then we can just. Okay, I forgot about again. that. Yeah, I forgot true. about that. Okay, cool. All right, uh, go 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 ahead, Zach. I'm sorry. All right, uh, yeah, definitely. So enemy time. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, now there are two Clarks. Hmm. <laughs> so okay, this is gonna be fun. The the very mangled Clark, the one that that um, Mark just hit. It's gonna turn towards you, Mark, and and also look at Troy. Hmm. And you see even more the eyes of this, what now is a, a creature, glow even brighter. Uh, it, it definitely hits you guys because I rolled a natural 20. Both of you take two damage as there's this bright green flash. And and you guys feel that same impact of of that heavy weight, that pressure, kind of hit your body. For a second, Troy takes you back down to one knee again, uh, and it you you feel it um, impact you a little bit more. The D twenty on that goes up to seventeen. Hmm. Um. If I can find the 17 on my die, apparently this is a 19 sided die because I can't find 17. The one there's, there's one at each of you. Now there's one of the table toppers, uh, that, that came up to you and, uh, we'll roll a couple of attacks here. Um, Steve seven. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, does, these are going to be to hit. Oh, no, just to hit? No, my defense is 11. Okay. If it rolls off the table again. Uh, that's not going to hit Mark for a two. And uh, 10 for Brendan. That's even up. That's yeah, that'll defense. do it. Oh, really? That's even. That'll. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, so you take two more damage, um, Troy, as they slash again at you, and uh, and this time it it cuts into in through the armor and into your chest a little bit. That's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. I definitely think so. Oh, uh, both you and Mark, uh, you also have the shaken effect. Okay. So the, with odd numbers. Oh, right. For the remainder of the combat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. This is going to add the up in a hurry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's go back up to Steve. Okay. Um, I'm going to take aim on the healthy Clark. Awesome. Okay. And are you going with all of them? Oh, yeah. Awesome. There's no reason to do less than all. I'm trying to like group them like uh, uh, seventh C things here at this point. It's easier to do the math that <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, seriously. Finding, finding groups of 10. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got 38 and seven odds. That takes that collateral damage to 13 because hmm. there were six before. With a couple of the shots, within three shots, mm-hmm. you take this down. It almost dissolves. Oh, okay. And with the rest of this, you take out about four windows <laughs> in this community center. <laughs> One of the walls is almost shot through completely. There's almost a hole in the back wall of this community center. I wouldn't call it a wall. I'd call it a tabletop, just vertical. (laughs) (laughs) Vertical. And and with that, you do 28 points of collateral damage. Okay. They can... Which takes that to 41. They can bill me. (laughs) They can build. And by me, I mean the agency. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So let's take that down to Mark. Um, Well, I, uh, of course, I have to reload. Might be convenient to reset that 20. You know, that's probably a good idea. Let's do that. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to do that in my round. If um in my action, so if you want, if you have something that you don't think is going to raise it, I, me, I will be doing it. Yeah, let me focus on reloading then. Um, and if I, it's a free action to reroll. Oh, it's a free action. Okay. Yeah, um, it's your actually, actual free action. I'm thinking. Uh, let me move back into that meeting room and see if I can uh, block the door. Um, and okay, reload yeah. in there. Yeah, definitely. You can do so. Okay. You pull one of the chairs out from from the uh, conference room style table, and you jam it under the door. Okay. So be. Uh, there's a, a a a tall vertical window next to the door that you can see through if you if you need to. Okay. Good. Yeah. Keep an eye on things, and I'll reload. Yeah. So let's let's pan over to Brendan now. Okay, I am going to reset the D20. Wait, do you... Definitely. Wait, wait, wait. So you, what's the D20 at right now? 17. Why don't you do the wave and 17. then reset it? 
It only takes it up one, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no point in can adding. I, can I do that? Can I do both? Yeah, it's a, it's a free action to yeah. re-roll the d20, so oh, you can okay. do it before oh, or after. Okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't realize yeah, that. You can do it. You can so. do it after. So, so you if you do wave or another effect, it would take it up, but resetting it would most likely take it down based on your roll. <laughs> I'm going to make you roll that. <laughs> so. One could possibly go roll the d20. Yeah, I'll make you roll the d20. But um, but let use you could use your action first. All right, let's see. I gotta find a D eight because I I only have like a few of them, and let's see where the hell are they? Hey Mark, you know why I have twelve D sixes laying around? It's that uh the pirates game that had all the little dice. I I have a huge oh pile of God. those little tiny D sixes over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I broke into. Awesome. Okay, here we go. So here comes the arcane wave. You're going to work oh, with Arcane Wave again? Man, Perfect. yeah. And I roll a three, of course. Oh, man. So three. That was seriously worth it. Well, hey, it hit and a bunch I... of guys. It's nice. AO- it's the only AoE we've got, so. True. Um, but I will say with that, uh, you hit about six of them right now because they're starting to get closer. Uh-huh. And you take out five of them. Oh, they all, they die? They they just, yeah. They wow. blow back. And fall on their backs. You see the ones you can see, the eyes kind of, as they're glowing, they kind of flicker and and dim and go dark. Nice. Whenever you say arcane wave, all I can think of is like princess golf wave, like the little with the, so you're kind of like, hi, and they all die. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to reset the D20 now. Yeah, go ahead and roll a d20 for me, and I will set the d20 to that number. 11. 11. It's an improvement. Pretty much back to square one. It's about as, it's about as good as you could get, probably. Now, I think okay. of one corruption then, point. Is that only if... That is only who is rolling the die. So if okay. his number was a, an 11, his corruption so, number is an 11. Brendan, if your number was an 11, don't tell us if it was. <laughs> if it was an 11, keep that noted. Text me if it is. With that, there still is uh, Clark. Clark. Mangled Clark. Mangled Clark, yeah. Clark is going to run up to Steve right now. Uh, Roland. Because there's an NPC named Steve. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Yeah, Clark is going to kind of almost dash like physical whoosh behind him dash over to over to Roland and he is going to um, to attempt to grab you and and slash at your chest oh that's off the table Uh, 13 oof Wait, that's my number. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, that's good because I'm... Yeah, it does that It hits. does hit. That hits, I'm 11, yeah. And you take five damage on that. Five damage. Wow. Crushing yeah. blow. Cough up some blood and say, that's the best you got. He drops you, and, and with that same dash, he uh, he moves back up to the stage. Okay. Drops meaning, uh, am I on the ground now? Drop it. You're on your knees. Okay. Or on one knee. Okay. Um, for those of you that wanted to know, <laughs> he used the attack lunging attack. 
<laughs> uh, it says when you make a melee attack, you can also take a move action as part of your action. Hmm. Um, so he, he pretty much got free movement. Okay. Essentially. After he attacked, he could dash away. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's make our way back over to Roland. He's thinking all introspective and maybe write a novel. Oh, wait, no, he's going <laughs> to shoot a lot. Hold on. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, he's going to unload 142. Just not afraid of that collateral damage, my friend. Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to be rolling the same dice if I don't roll all of my dice. Like, if I don't unload the clip... I'll still take more rounds to kill him, and I'll be rolling the same number of dice overall. So it's the same net collateral damage I'll do, whether it's over one well, round or eight. From from what you guessed about the Clark that you just hit mm-hmm. and just did collateral damage on, it's a very small amount of that being that was standing in front of you. Okay. So he doesn't have as much health as Clark Prime had. Okay. So, and and the way collateral damage works is if you do X a number of damage more than the remaining health that they have. Okay, I you see. You do collateral damage. So if you would choose to only do six, that collateral damage would go down based on what knowledge you have. I, I have a reputation to uphold. I'm just going to unload everything. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so uh, did you say 42? Uh, yeah, 42 damage, and uh, six of those are odds. You're at 79 collateral damage. <laughs> oh, boy. That's that's a bit of collateral right there. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> like, there's going to be some paperwork involved. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get a talking to. Okay. <laughs> Don't know if we're going to see Agent Roland back in the next Satanic Panic actual <laughs> play. So that's all I'm well, saying. Well, no, I think they'll have fixed that dual-wielding thing by then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you unload both of your guns again, just in a blind rage, uh, again, this this Clark almost disintegrates. I miscalculated. You're at 84 collateral damage. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You broke that 80 wall. Um, But yeah, again, you make that same hole much larger on the wall. Take out a couple more windows. um, And the front of this stage is just completely gone. as, uh, As again, this Clark just disintegrates. That's fair. And we head over to Frank now. Having reloaded, he bursts out the door, gun ready, and who's left? There are about a handful. There are five tabletoppers left. You look out with enough time to notice Roland just unloading his clip and and just demolishing this what once was Clark. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll turn like to one of the, uh, rookies, <laughs> one of the others then, mm-hmm. and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll unload, uh, two, two, okay. uh, which is a total of seven damage. Uh, yeah. Seven damage. One odd. One nice. Even. One odd. Yes. Okay. That takes that collateral damage to 85. 
<laughs> at this point. At this point, it doesn't matter. 84, anymore. 85. Um, yeah. Damn it, Frank. 84, 85. <laughs> 115. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, you just obliterate one of them. Oh, okay. You, you unload both straight into the forehead and one into the chest. Nice. And before it has a chance to fall down, its eyes go dark and it, like a sack of potatoes, falls to the ground. Uh, over to Brendan now. Over to Troy. All right. Uh, it's Arcane Wave again. Yeah. Four oh, left, correct? Uh, there are four. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Well, what's the D20 at now? D20 is 11, so it'll take it up to 12, correct? You get to 12. Great. Awesome. Three points of damage to everybody in the spread. Definitely. So you uh, you send that wave of energy. It's a uh, very opposite side of the spectrum color. You, you all see a visual red launch from this power that, that Troy has. Hmm. Knocks back... Um, knocks back some of these guys and uh, I kind of groan it's like Christmas in here yeah <laughs> yeah 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 with that uh, uh, one is coming up to Roland one is coming up to Frank uh, 15 for Roland and uh, 6 for Frank that's a mess that's a miss Um, and I'm assuming that hits you Steve oh yeah that hits uh, three damage to you. Okay. No, uh, two damage to you. I lied. Okay. The amount of physical force and arcane energy that's been launched at these these people, these what once were people and now uh, evil, evil table toppers, is uh, is knock physically knocking them back and and staggering them, and um, you you can see they are they are definitely feeling. Uh, feeling this pain that you are you are handing out. We're going back up to good old Mr. Roland. Frank will let out a take it easy before he acts. <laughs> okay. Um, basically, I'm going to do uh, two shots from each of my two guns on two different guys. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> and then I'll... So, yep. go ahead. Go ahead and roll the first... So just okay. the, the the first attack. Here we go. Okay, the first one is a four. Okay. Boom, another one down. Okay. Uh, two odds, by the way. Two. And the second one is a ten. Yeah, another one down. Okay. Another one completely taken out. And I'll say with that amount of damage, uh, there was one standing behind him. <laughs> Okay. That that was just kind of not having enough energy and enough ability to move was just standing there taken out completely. Okay. Frank. Um I am So there's three left? There's there's one left. One left? Well then I got two shots. Let's bring us home, Frank. <laughs> uh I got Five damage, one of which was odd. And that's exactly how much you needed. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, with with that, you shoot at it, and there's a slow-mo camera pan 
to the side of the bullet, almost like the Matrix, <laughs> which isn't around right now. Which <laughs> no, no, not yet. Fair. So pre-Matrix, this is uh, we're we're paving the the road of fame for uh, for movie <laughs> magic here. It's like Back to the Future. <laughs> it's like you guys might not be ready for that yet. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, um, as this bullet exits the barrel of this gun, the cameras, the 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 shot speeds up and straight through <laughs> the forehead of this kid. Eyes go dim, almost black, and fall down. As you take a beat to look around at the the building around you this last minute or so there's there's the eerie creaking of this building as part of it that once had support from this wall <laughs> no longer has support from this wall there are chunks of drywall and and tiles from the ceiling falling down there's just this calm Troy, you're no longer feeling this physical pull on your body. You can stand freely. You can actually move without hurting. You all just take a moment to soak it in. What do you want to do? So we, we basically everyone killed or unconscious. You know, what, what is the effects of they the well clark is disintegrated yes the 10 table toppers are dead okay and the 15 or so people that fainted are unconscious and breathing let's start dragging the unconscious people out of here yeah, yeah i agree agreed and if, yeah. Yeah. so you take and frank don't forget that uh bag full of the books too we don't want that showing up in the sequel Oh yeah, that definitely needs. <laughs> I'll go throw that in the van. Yeah, so yeah. Backpack in the van. Um, and uh, yeah, get everybody outside. Ordinarily, I'd burn the community center down and call the whole thing a gas leak. But what's company protocol on this? I, I was wondering yeah, the same to agree. This uh, that sounds right. I think we have to neutralize this location and yes. and uh, so uh, create some plausible deniability. So yep. rules wise, is that going to incur additional collateral damage? I would say yes. Okay. I would say this might be the last mission for any of you. Now, <laughs> now hang on, though. I do have an electrics kit, which uh, oh, if damn. I use to set an electrical fire, I am using the correct tool for the job. Touche. Uh-huh. Loopholes. Loopholes, everybody. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I'm with I, I will say, I will say you cause a spark to jump from an electrical outlet to set a flag on fire. An unfortunately okay. vodka drenched flag. <laughs> vodka burns off. You're fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, it starts, it starts small like any, like any, okay. <laughs> like any arson. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, leave, leave the backpack in there. I think it can kind of get rid of this whole thing at once. Yeah. Is it do you want is is it worth taking it back and uh, get having it investigated or yeah do they want to destroy evidence it? or anything? 
I mean, again, you know, sure. Let's let let's bring it back with us. That way, you know, it doesn't look like we just shot up a community center yeah. for no reason. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, so with the magic of loopholes in the rules, uh, you successfully burn or att- you start to burn down the community center. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, we get a slow mo epic action movie ending where <laughs> where uh, you all are slow-mo walking back to the van uh, backpack over one shoulder nice and this uh, this community center we're doing a reservoir dogs walk <laughs> yeah exactly um, yeah this community center is is starting to catch and by the time you get to the van it it has uh, it has fully caught fire and is is going to be ashes very soon. Okay. Job well done, fellas. <sighs> On the way back to the the office, I do want to stop at a pharmacy. Just make a quick stop at a pharmacy. And then okay. head head the way, you know, head back. Uh I am going to go up to to Scott's office and without actually entering the office, I'm just going to poke my head in the door and say we can put this one to bed. Don't forget brush your teeth. And then from the doorway, I am going to toss across some floss to Boss Moss. <laughs> oh my god! That's awesome. <laughs> roll, roll credits. I'm going to say, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, that's the best moment ever. (laughs) I imagine Brendan just shaking his head right now. (laughs) Cracking open a Miller. Oh, my God. Just saying, what a bunch of fucking losers right here. <laughs> well, that was this was a cool game. I enjoyed this one. So, I know this has been a very long second episode of this Satanic Panic actual play, but I think real quick we are going to move on to our segment RPG Reflection. Now, gentlemen, this was an amazing playthrough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I will say, I know the first episode started off kind of slow, and I think we lost the Halloween vibe a little bit um, with details and everything. But but overall, it was a great start to this kind of story. Really, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but for, first off, let's get first impressions from everybody. I'm going to start with Brendan because he's our guest and it's a kind thing to do. Awesome. Uh, so, Brendan, what did you think uh, about our our sessions? Um, well, I had a lot of fun. I thought it was I thought it was a really fun game. The tone is is interesting. And it's different than I thought it would be when I first read the Kickstarter. When I first read the Kickstarter, I thought. Like, eh, this this game's just obviously a joke. I, I I don't really need like a humor game 
in my collection. I think I'll pass. But now I regret that because I really feel like the game has a lot of uh, room in it for different tones, depending on how you want to run it. And you can kind of go from like grim procedural to horror to comedy, and it's a lot. It's it's kind of like Shaun of the Dead, where it's as grim and horrifying as you want it to be. It's as funny as you want it to be at any given moment. Um, I think it's it's a really cool little game. I I, I wish there was a little less um. Kind of, I, I guess the number crunching didn't really apply in our game very much. It, it felt like when we were making characters, like it was very num- going to be very number heavy. But then when we started mm-hmm. playing, it didn't actually feel very number heavy. So, yeah, yeah, that's the great thing about a system like this because they allow you the ability to. I hate, I hate that I'm going to do this, but I love it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to compare it to Seventh Sea because uh-huh. you can essentially do what you want to as far as combat. Like you can, you can attack. Uh, an enemy and hit and you know always hit you know you're the hero in this and it's it's the concept of you know being that hero and essentially just telling the gm how much damage you do you know that makes that makes it kind of flow a little bit better the difficult part the number crunchy part is on the gm's side where uh enemies have to roll to hit Mm. against the player's defense and um and then, then I have to roll a d20 again to find out how much damage I do. But yeah, other than that, it's it's a pretty smooth system so far. Um, I don't know what additions or changes we're going to have in future editions of the game. I can think of one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to you, Steve. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, it flows really well, I think, and, and based on how how successful your GM is at um, at making that flow a little bit faster is uh, you know it can it can move pretty quick. Yeah, there's like a lot of art, there's a lot of opportunities for role playing in here, which I like. It's not mm-hmm. I mean when you get when you crack open the rule book, there's a lot of maps of buildings and there's a lot of like talk about the spread on guns and like the mm-hmm. like range increments and stuff like that. And you start thinking, oh, this is gonna be a very technical game. But when you actually start playing the game, it's mostly just RP, 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 and then like there's probably going to be one fight. And as we kind of witness with the one fight, the that's going to be really hard on your collateral damage. That's going to be very hard on your health levels. Um, it right. it ain't going to be like every episode is just going to be battle, battle, battle because you just, you can't do it. I mean, you literally just can't do it physically. Yeah, the it, it's it's a very human game yeah you know when it comes to your characters even though you're a table topper you know it's it's still you know you have magical abilities but you still have a physical body yeah mm-hmm. and and going mission to mission to mission that happens within a week you can't keep taking that 18 damage over and over again right you know, it's it really adds that human perspective to things and that's what i enjoy about a game like this yeah i really like this game i i kind of can't wait for it to come out um i hope there's print copies available or at least pod because i'm definitely gonna pick one up right for my Mm -hmm. guys anyway that's my thoughts thank you Uh yeah hey uh let's move over to steve real quick (laughs) because you chimed you chimed in about your uh about your uh 
dual wielding. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was pretty, that's first off, first off, first impressions, uh, hmm. about, about how it went. Well, the first impression, like before we started playing, it was extremely crunchy and the book was very focused on combat. And that's why I kind of rolled up the, the murder hobo, but it also <laughs> like it, 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 I don't know. Like once we got into it, the actual game itself, the, the best moments were the role playing. I mean, the fun part was like actually like going through doing the investigation, that sort of thing. And I feel that the emphasis on combat or the fact that we were like, I don't know, like I was the fact that we knew we could kind of shoot our way out of a situation did kind of diffuse any tension that the scenario would have built up. So, you know, ordinarily or between that and the humorous nature of it, and maybe I shouldn't have been playing the funny aspect, but I feel like any game where it's about possessed table toppers kind of lends itself a little bit to humor. Yeah. I would have liked it to be more funny or more like more abilities that actually key off non-combat things like that lets you, you know, read minds or tell if they're lying, stuff like that would be, you know, like, like the social aspects of it. I want to see mechanics built around that less about shooting. And this is coming from the guy that did uh, 179 damage during the course of combat. (laughs) Holy hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and 87, 88 of that was collateral. Mm-hmm. So you didn't even need 88 of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was our collateral Oops. threshold? Collateral ended up at 83 because you gave us a minus five. But but what was <laughs> but what was the, the cap? 80, 88. Oh, the cap. Oh, my God. Let me find that real quick. Um, Isn't it like 50 or something? I set it to... You pretty much... Tore it up and tossed it aside basically halfway through the battle. As soon as you guys did damage, yeah. It was shredded in a hail of bullets, I think is probably what happened (laughs) to that number. (laughs) And I kept waiting for you, like... 65. 65. Oh, really? Okay. So we're waiting. Because I knew it would be a bigger battle and you were fighting a greater demon at that point in time. Oh. Um... So, yeah, I made it... I made it 65. Well, the, the collateral damage, like... The, the aspect of it, I get what it's trying to do. Um, and it, it made sense that, you know, you that way, if you do, like, flamethrowers right off the bat, it's going to, you know, cause an issue. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, the actual, when it came to the gameplay of it, it felt a little bit abstract. I was like, okay, I put a couple holes in the wall. I kept waiting for you to say, oh, turns out the community center's backed up to an orphanage or something like that. <laughs> and, and you know, there was, but I was like, okay, well, you know, we shot the place up. That was pretty much going to happen. <laughs> Right. And, and based on, you know, back to the role playing side, Mm -hmm. based on going back to base and having the debriefing with, with boss Moss, you know, that would cause, you know, mechanically that causes, you know, the more damage you do, the less budget you get on future missions. Yeah. So you will be, you're, you're physically unable to. You know, we're going to be do heading as much damage. We're going to head to the on, next yeah, job site on, on tricycles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have a wooden sword and, and, <laughs> and you know, mm-hmm. you get to ride your bikes to this next mission. Like, yeah, it's going it, to, and it's, it's a you know, role playing. It's a trust thing. It's a, how responsible are you thing? Mm-hmm. You know, it just gets into basic things like that. Um, Again, which is why I I enjoy a game like this. You know, you with the collateral damage, it is a little bit tedious, but it it adds into the overall flavor and the overall feeling of working as a you know an organization that has budgets that has these physical real life things. 
Yeah, but I mean, we're sort of like basically the men in black is how I was sort of RPing this whole thing, right? You show yeah, up and you kind of – and the men in black, you know, they aren't really worried about – I mean, yeah, they, they go and they do the little flashy thing and then the truck comes through and cleans everything up. And that's part of the fun. But the whole collateral damage aspect of it, it's like, okay, you know, we'll just say it's a gas leak and roll right along. <laughs> but in this one, it's like, you know, you can't really – there's no like cleanup. You can't like flash your badge when the when the feds um, get or the authorities get there. You you guys actually do have a cleanup crew. Like there is a huh. a dedicated cleanup crew for your agency. Oh, so nice. if there were if there were any you know table toppers that you had to take back to base but weren't going there, they could take them. You know whatever. Okay. There is a cleanup crew, and and ascend- eventually, once you get back to town, they're gonna send out a cleanup crew for this building. <laughs> well, I think after that that showing, I'll probably be on the cleanup crew. <laughs> like- <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, but let's pan over to Mark real quick. Mark, first impressions. Um, I I had a great time. I think uh, you know, there's always something kind of heady about about going into something new, and this was this was definitely there. Um, I, I agree with Steve. The, the nature of this really, I, I, I felt, uh, lent itself to, to the humor. Um, but there was a pretty right. solid, you know, there's, there's a pretty solid uh, action uh, uh, mechanic here. Um, I think coming from playing more of the espionage games, the, the concept of the uh, collateral damage felt a little more tangible to me. Um, mm. And I understood that that aspect of reining in, you know, putting on the players to rein in their actions. Mm. Um, and I, I thought that was, I, I thought it was a pretty good mechanic. Um, and uh, you know, kind of interested to see how that would play out uh, in different yeah. ways too. Playing an inquisitor, I found I did have more social skills than mm-hmm. than Steve might have. Um, yeah. And, and, and Steve with the soldier, you know, you are going to have more buffs that give you better abilities in combat. Yeah. 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 You know, as opposed, as opposed to other classes, you know, like yeah. Brendan's abilities were tabletopper abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, he could, he could sense, you know, things around him. He could, he could do stuff like that. It was more of the supernatural in his case. I, okay. I think one of the, one of the errors that we kind of ran into is, we didn't necessarily play to our our strengths. I I was the very social guy. I was the guy who should have been out there doing the questioning. Instead, <laughs> I fell into the sneaking into the back room, um, while the other two, uh, you know, went went through uh, interrogation. Went through the inquisitive stuff. Yeah, I yeah, probably yeah. I probably should have been the back room guy because I don't have any social skills. That would have made more sense. Yeah, so I think I hey, think we missed that's... out some opportunity there. But yeah. You're you're gonna miss out on things regardless. You know, it's sure. it's kind of inevitable. So, but I mean, I think you guys did the best that you could with with what you were given. Honestly, uh-huh. you you guys did an amazing job. Oh, okay. thank you. And you did a great job yeah, running the story. Honestly, it was a really yeah. great one. Thank you. Well put together. Love the descriptions. Love the atmosphere. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I said, I think I slacked on the Halloween vibe a little bit on the first first episode. Yeah. But yeah, th- I thank you guys for for participating. <laughs> Uh, um, but yeah, with, with a game like this, um, that is kind of tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek itself with the whole table toppers are evil thing. It's going to have a comedic twist to some, some things, mm-hmm. you know, talking about how evil table toppers are and, 
um, you know, talking about how corrupt they are and stuff like that. That's, that's ironic because mm-hmm. that's exactly what we're doing. Any, anything you didn't like, uh, let's go over with Brendan. Anything you didn't like about the system, about the story, about the game? No. Be as brutal as no. you want. I don't, was, I don't care. There was nothing <laughs> that I didn't like. I had a really good time. I liked the story. I liked the game. I liked mm-hmm. my fellow players. I liked the banter and the repartee. <laughs> I liked the camaraderie. Yeah, this was just a win all around. This was solid, solid experience on all levels. Hmm. Awesome. Anything you think didn't work as far as mechanics? Uh, no, honestly, I don't. And I, I, I didn't have the same concerns about the like unbelievable amounts of damage. Uh, that the reloading was able to kick out because I mean we had to kill that monster, you know. I mean if if if, if we weren't able to neutralize that monster very quickly and like effectively, then um, the game is gonna be very short. You know, you're just gonna die every yeah. time. And and maybe that'd yeah. be fine for like a more an OSR feel of like oh yeah you die a lot. But um, I th- I, th- I think it was fine. I had no problem with it. Perfect. Uh, let's move to Steve. Um, anything you didn't like? Anything? That could have been changed, uh, other than the the dual wielding thing. Yeah, my guy maybe, was straight up OP. Maybe the but, I mean, for as far maybe as the dual goes. wielding with the free reload was the thing that didn't work. Like dual wielding is fine; you can do twelve damage. That's fine. But yeah, you know, if you take out the next round, that's you know that would be a little bit more balanced. Yeah, that's true. Essentially, yeah, the free reload might have been the issue. I mean, obviously, yeah, the combat for my dude could have been tweaked a little bit, but overall, I mean, the rules wise. But uh, overall, I had a good time with it. I, I think it's a great setting. It's a cool atmosphere. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I would totally play it again. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And finally, let's go to Mark. You know, there's always a little bit of shakiness uh, going into <laughs> a new system, but I think that was pretty minimal. I think we uh, we kind of got into it pretty quickly um, and, uh, you know, felt pretty organic. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, with me, I I enjoy the concept of this game immensely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great because it adds that possible comedic twist if you want it. It adds. I mean, you can be a hundred percent serious with it. You know, um, there are so many different ways you can go about playing this game, uh, and about p- portraying your characters and in anything it's it's just diverse in the the different amount of things you can do um and honestly when i when i went into creating this story um i you know we have two episodes of it i wanted to have two missions you know mm. just because having a mission kind of get to the end during the first session which almost did um <clears throat> but uh Wait, what was the end of the first mission then it was going to be before you went to the community center. Okay, gotcha. Huh. Okay. So kind of you you went and found information that ends, you know, kind of that, boom, hey, we need to go to the community center. That's the next mission. Ah, I see. Okay, cool. Kind of thing. I went into to this combat with the 10 table toppers and the greater demon. And I was like, is this going to be too much? <laughs> <laughs> And, um, I know that feeling. No, Steve's here. (laughs) Steve's here. Exactly. Uh, Um, but we kind of, kind of, once we got into combat, I was like, okay, maybe, 
half the amount of table toppers. Let's start with 10. Let's see how that goes. Let's, let's just see. And then, uh, that first attack, um, Steve took Clark's HP from 75 to 33. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with this. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's okay. We can have, yeah. Yeah. Scaled it pretty well at that point. Um, (laughs) Just because there's no quote unquote scaling, scaling ability, scalability. Uh, Just because right now there's only a handful of enemy types. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. There are like, there's like a level one and a level two table topper. And then I think there's a lesser and a greater demon. And that's pretty much it. Um, But other than that, you know, it was just it was just kind of like, okay, how much damage can you guys do? And and once once you guys rolled characters, I kind of readjusted that second mission just because the amount of damage that Steve could do, let's be honest. Uh yeah. <laughs> you know, just just different stuff. And then having having people having three people being able to attack at once and then they act. I didn't want everybody to die at the beginning and then you know, not get a turn and the the round be over in in you know a round and a half. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, question for everybody. I think I know the answer. <laughs> Would you play again? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Here. Yep. Yeah, yes I'll be picking me. it up when it comes out. And that's it for this episode of Tabletop Radio Hour. Like always, you can find this episode on soundcloud.com slash tabletopradiohour and on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at tabletopcast if you have any questions or comments. We also have an email address that is tabletopradiohour at yahoo.com. Our website, tabletopradiohour.wordpress.com. You can find information about our Patreon page on our website. I want to thank you all for listening, and keep rolling 20s.